What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, welcome back. Still in the quarantine zone. This is Across the Intersection podcast. This is AJ. I'm in here with the whole crew. Eva, A. Sizzle, and Tina's rocking with us again today, y'all. Two for two. Two for two. As always, you can check us out on divemedia.co. That is divemedia.co. And you can hit us up on the socials at Across This on Facebook, Twitter, and The Grizzam. Our podcast can be ingested wherever podcasts are disseminated. iTunes, Google, um, Spotify, all the rest. By the way, did, did y'all see that Google is now switching over again? I was reading to, to YouTube Music. So they're, they're, they're going to dismantle Google Play, like the whole Google Play ecosystem. They're going to dismantle all of that and switch it over to you. So Google's making another shift. So we may be telling y'all at some point in the near future to get our podcast on YouTube. I, 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 I don't know. Google's always on something else, man. Anyway, yeah. that's neither here nor there. And I am at Divinimous on all platforms, D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S. This is Eva at E to the V to the, and I'm that on Instagram as well as uh, Twitter. And Tina. You going to tell them where they can reach you, Tina? Clarice. Uh, you can find me at Tina Clarice on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. You got to get used to telling people where to find you, you know, because we got these millions of listeners out here, you know. Tina Clarice, Tina yeah. Clarice, you talked yeah. over her. <laughs> I just want to make sure that she, that she gets her name out there, man. You know, when you got 10 million subscribers, man, I would hate for you not to. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. Anyway, y'all, so we just going to get into it this week. You know, there's actually um, some stuff going on. If you live out in the DMV, certain areas are opening up certain things. This is stage mm-hmm. one. Stage one is beginning. I, I saw the uh, governor of Maryland had a press conference a couple of days ago starting to open up certain things uh, like barbershops and certain retail stores and things like that. Yeah, I see you got your hair cut. <laughs> I know it doesn't look like you put a bowl on top of it and, and, and cut around. I nah, mean, it, nah. it actually looks like a haircut. Now, you know, brother, you know br- brothers don't get by. Now, brothers don't get by with that bowl cut. Even though but they do that to their son sometimes, you know the poor nah, boy. Come on, man, I, c- I couldn't do that to my son. Even though, according to A. Smith, my my hair don't 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 match my my skin tone here. But he, I, I actually you saw somebody. Get that that doesn't even make drink. sense. That doesn't even make sense. Hey. Hair does not match skin tone. What are you talking about, I Avery? I don't, I don't know. You even say you you gonna you get that alfalfa joint. Remember him, little rascal, yeah, I remember. bowl cut with uh, the cowlick, with the little cowlick at the top. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I actually saw somebody post on social media They're like, man, I'm not coming out till they open up golf courses and country clubs. That's when you know it's safe outside. <laughs> They're like, you open up mm. barbershops, man, please. They're trying to kill us. Anyway, with all this quarantine stuff going on. Um, you all right, brother? You coughing twice. You got that, you got that C-19, brother? You all right? Hey, what's going on? Boy, yes. podcast from the know. hospital? <laughs> you know, every, I told you every time I come down here, it just gets, it's, it's like, I don't uh-huh. know, something about this. Uh, okay. Anyway. Don't infect the listeners, brother. It's interesting the times we live in because I was um, last night I sneezed twice and I was like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, back in the day, it would have been just a sneeze. You know, that's know. it. Metro just put out a um, the, the Metro is the subway system in, in the D.C. area. They just put out a thing a couple of days ago as well that they're opening up on like a um, truncated schedule. But in order to. Um, get on now i forget the date i think it was like the may 15th i forgot i forget the day they put in the article but you can no longer get on without a mask you have to have Mm -hmm. a mask to uh, get on metro i thought that was crazy so there's something else though that i wanted to discuss and you know this is courtesy of uh eve the zealot here that i thought would be a, a really good topic to sort of parse out a bit um and it's not something that gets talked about a lot outside of the mental health circles you don't really see it all over mainstream media, A's, A, A's favorite topic, mainstream media, um, <laughs> is the people's mental health during the quarantine. You know, for, for those of you who, like for me, because my industry is considered essential, I have um, been going back to work, you know, kind of periodically, you know, a day here, two days there. So I've been getting, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I've been able to get back out of the house. But there are a lot of people who have not, who have been sort of in their, you know, homes having to work or 
educate their children on a distance learning type thing for like two months. And human beings being social creatures, you know, being the social creatures that we are, um, that, you know, that cannot be healthy for, for everyone's mental health. Um, well, I will say that I am one such person because it was only last night after eight weeks of this that for the first time I felt like something in my psyche had shifted, you know, and I'm not trying to be overly dramatic. I'm not somebody who just kind of fell out and said, I feel weird, you know, or anything like that. Um, and I wasn't going into crying spurts and, you know, jumping off of uh, jump, trying to jump out of windows, but something has shifted. And so that's why I even looked at that article and I said, what is this? And not only did I look at the article, but I used the resources available uh, in terms of having friends who, you know, are clinicians and people who know about psychology. And of course, they tell us what we have already known, which is human beings are social creatures. This is the first time in my life, and everybody uh, listening can probably say the same, where we've had eight consecutive weeks of little to no human contact for the first time in life. Yeah, so that's why it was, it was just, you know, something that I was looking up. Yeah, and I think uh, another uh, curious element about that is, you know, we're, we're getting, we see all the technology platforms, you know, I've met with family, you know, via Zoom and we see yeah. teams and things like that. But there's also something to it where it doesn't seem like that is a complete substitute, right? So it, it's mental health, but it's also like some sort of physiological, you know, like, physical proximity right, kind right, of right. element as well, you know, and I, I think that's interesting just from a technology perspective as, you know, we were already talking about some of the um, concerns about being online too much, you know, virtual reality, virtual reality communities connecting in that way. And, and I think it's interesting just to potentially look at some of the outcome of um, some of the habits or vices or, um, uh, downsides that come out of this mm -hmm. quarantine because I think those could potentially be things we should look at when we you know start talking about virtualizing a lot of things or you know comparing like actual human contact and interaction versus just you know virtual through technology um, type of contact that doesn't involve like in-person human you know contact. I think our brains realize, okay, we live in the three dimension, but for somehow for some reason that person right there is in two dimensions. Something's not right. Hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> that's actually a, a really good point. I, I think that the physical component is is very important as well. Just not because I know for me personally, I'm getting I'm getting zoomed out. I'm getting you know video. <laughs> I'm just like I've done the thing with the family, you know, on my side, on my wife's side, and talked to my cousins up in New York and some of her family from down south and so it's just kind of like all right uh enough you know and you know even done the like fellowship through zoom i'm doing bible studies through zoom it's just you try to do uh you know a, a lot and then after a while it's just kind of like yeah so i'm gonna get yeah. off of here. you know what i'm saying well, like, it's like all right, that, I'm, I'm <clears> that's here. interesting because um I don't, I don't necessarily have the same, I, I, I guess I, I understand and I definitely go through certain uh, feelings or whatever, but I mean, I don't necessarily have the same outlook. Um, my outlook is that um, for the most part, my overarching outlook is that the <laughs> our society basically got put on, um, got, got sat down. Uh, and so- What um, reason? Well, I don't want to get into the reasoning, but I, I, w I would like to, because that's not, that's, that's going to take me into a tangent, but, um, but regardless. It's not of like reason, we're tangential or anything like that here. So, you know, like, thanks for the tangent, <laughs> tangential interruption. I appreciate it. But I'm going to bring it back. So uh, society got sat down um, and people complain all the time, like, oh, you know, if I could just have a break, if I could just have this, if I could just have that. And now you got it. You got it. And so I have it and I have to keep that in mind that it, this is giving me an opportunity like like time time is a very precious commodity. And now that I have it, I want to be able to utilize it. I don't want to sit back and complain and not saying that that's what other people are doing. I'm just saying for myself, I don't want to sit, sit back and complain and long and wane for uh, uh, a time or a day that that is going to come with its own challenges. I would rather just um, just do just, just appreciate what I have right now. Like for example, I started I started um, an indoor indoor garden 
a vegetable garden. So I got that going and I'm learning about that because I think that uh, that's very important during th this time and also in the times to come. And so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to develop a bit more resiliency uh, within my lifestyle, uh, within, within the place in which that I rest. And uh, that can uh, allow me to be able to operate with a bit of autonomy and also um, a bit of um, independence, interdependence, whatever you want to say, uh, during what's going on. And it's also helping me to be able to better identify the who, who's, who, who, my real, who my real friends are and who I can actually grow with yeah. during this time and who has substance and sustenance and can actually um, see through a lot of what's going on. So I, whereas when everything's always moving around and everybody's dancing and, and going from here to there and whipping everywhere, um, it's, it's, it's a lot more difficult. It's a lot more difficult to, uh, to, to, to have a, a, a genuine connection. Uh, it's important for- Determine who's who. It's, it's so. really important to, to bring up something again that you said earlier, Avery, because it's what you're right. People have always said, especially in recent times, if only I had more time to focus on the things I'm interested in, uh, then I would do X, Y and Z. And I think that when that was mentioned, people weren't thinking, OK, when I do have that, that will have its own set of challenges. So I, I think that uh, as a as a whole, people weren't thinking that. Um, being in a situation like this would also have challenges. They were thinking, okay, this will give me the time. They weren't thinking about the fact that you were working from home, you know, you have mental exhaustion, you have a bunch of different things going on at once, and mentally you have to process that you're in the middle of an international crisis. And then you also want to be able to do those, those other things that you're interested in. So I think that we need to kind of shift our perspective to what you're talking about, which is regardless of what uh, chances and opportunities we have to do the things we want to do in this life, there's still going to be a set of challenges that we have to learn how to overcome. Um, otherwise, we're kind of being idealistic and thinking that a time will come at any point where everything settles flatly, completely, and then that what? truly gives us enough time. Yeah, so there's, there's, an article, there's an article in the Business Insider um, that you know, Eva had posted this morning for y'all who don't know. By the way, we have a Telegram group. If y'all want to join us, we're on Telegram. Please hit us up, and we'll get you in. But there's a Business Insider article um, from this past week that talks about some of these things. It says that these are the biggest mental health challenges that are caused by the quarantine, and then it gives you some suggestions and some different things that you can do to sort of mitigate those things that could pop up. I think a the the point you mentioned about you know you exploring some some new hobbies um, are are an actual you know actually related to the article really good option. So um, I want to just read off some of the the things that they list in the article and then let let's chop it up. You know, Tina, definitely let me know what you think about some of these things. Um, the article says that some of um, that researchers have discovered that certain things will often increase, you know, be exposed and then increase during the uh, pandemic. Things like sadness, numbness, fear, insomnia, low mood, depressive symptoms, anger, confusion, PTS. Oh, they, well, they call it PTSS, but PTS, you know, D, whatever. Stress emotional exhaustion and and the like a lot of those are other type you know some of the examples of things that people have been exhibiting that researchers have found during times of of quarantine have what do you guys think about that like what do you ha have you seen that have you maybe wrestled with that yourself during the quarantine what are how does that really you know feel like that that has impacted you guys if it if at at, at all well, I had a conversation with a colleague of mine uh, earlier this week, and uh, we were just talking about the fact that a lot of people aren't used to uh, being alone with themselves. Um, they, you know, we, yeah. So, I mean, we, and I think Avery, you and I have had this discussion too, just, you know, uh, the level or depth at which people really um, uh, think uh, of them uh, on themselves um, or really connected to themselves in a way that they could even connect with somebody on a deeper level. A lot of times, you know, we're not necessarily taking that kind of time with ourselves to understand who and how we are, why we do the things we do. Um, and unfortunately, I think uh, for some during this time, 
uh, it's too quiet, right? It's uh, quiet in, in quotes, but there's a lot of time to really reflect on what are my values? What drives me? Um, you know, why do I say the things that I say? Why have I chosen the career that I chose? Right. You know, why is my family in the current? Those are the types of questions that if you're not comfortable with sitting with yourself, I think that that, I mean, that is a lot of stress. That is a lot of anxiety. Right, right. A, a lot of people are just above animals. And I say that respectfully. <laughs> really? You say that? <laughs> yeah, I say that respectfully. A lot of people are just just above animals. Sometimes I'm, I, I, I watch videos of animals and they'll have animals like, oh, this animal recognizes itself in a mirror. And that's like, that's like a, like it's blown away when, like when, when, when certain kind of animals can, 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 can do that. And you have some animals like, like elephants and dolphins that can kind of do that like instinctually. But then every now and then you get a cat and it's like, swiping at his ears in the mirror and whatnot, but most cats don't do that. And that's like most people. And I and say the that Ram, you saw the Ram who looked at the mirror, right? Did you see what he did? I, I did not. What what, what the Ram do? Ram well, it? he did. Yeah, exactly. He did what Rams do, but he didn't learn. He kept on yeah. running into them and cracking, cracking, cracking the mirror. And seriously, that is most people. I was, I was watching. <laughs> respectfully, I, I was, I, respectfully. <laughs> yeah, respectfully. I, <laughs> I came across, I came across some research that said, there's amount that there's amount of people almost about three in ten people who do not have uh oh well, maybe not three in ten i don't want to throw a number out but there's a portion of the population who don't have an inner monologue like they can't think in words and sentences so they can't talk to themselves like without moving their mouth they have to like speak out loud wow um, yeah yeah yeah, mm. Yeah, so that, that I, explains a lot of people, huh? You're like, oh, that explains this personality. Anyway. You're not crazy like me. You know, I have these combos all the time up here. No, mm. yeah, all of y'all. <laughs> I want to echo right. what um, what Tina just said though about, or one, I think maybe it was Avery. I don't remember who said it about the um, about what you're learning about yourself because. By contrast, you might learn negative things about yourself or things that aren't as, you know, as uh, advanced as you thought you might have been. But I think that those are really valuable learning opportunities as well. For example, some people learn that they're actually motivated by what other people are doing. So they might have thought of themselves as self-motivated. It might have said, okay, when I get alone by myself and there are no distractions, I'm going to clean this house. I'm going to wash these clothes. I'm going to write this book. You know, I'm going to invent whatever technological invention they had in mind. And they find themselves doing absolutely nothing. Did you but build then when that bomb around... you talking about? <laughs> but then when they're around <laughs> other people, even though they don't like to admit it, it's other people for whatever reason that are influencing them and they're most productive in situations like that. So I just think it's important that we actually take note of, of our own characteristics that way. No, definitely. Yeah. Go ahead, Tina. No, I was just going to say that, um, you know, it's, uh, it is interesting that you could find out things about yourself that you necessarily like, um, or even like on a communication basis, you know, how well you communicate. I think that the challenge with uh, Zoom and some of the online have kind of been thinking about it it's just that you're almost forced like if you're in a room in person with someone you don't have to fill in the space all the time you can just kind of sit and you know you're just in the same room you know you just have the presence and you think that you have a good you know communication and that you talk substantively with people and you know things like that but when you're on zoom like it's focused it's concentrated you're looking like you're you're having to, you can't just sit there and be quiet on a Zoom session, you know, for half an hour or 45 minutes. Right. It's, you know, it really pulls, at least for me, it's, you know, like it pulls on you to have to converse, to have to say something. And, you know, you could be thinking like, gosh, I really don't have that much to say to this person, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's even different than being on the telephone because sometimes when I'm on the phone, there are large silences, right? Like I feel more comfortable like allowing there to be silences on the telephone than when somebody's directly looking at me, right? Because when I'm on the phone, I'm probably multitasking. I'm doing other stuff. I'm not fully, you know, tuned into the conversation even on the phone. But when it's Zoom and somebody's watching everything that I'm doing as I'm talking to them, it's like, well, I guess I should just sit here and, and, and look like I'm focused on what they're saying. I feel obligated. So, yeah, I think some of that is also just the, the challenge and our communication skills might be coming into question as well during this time. Yeah, yeah, I have to make my students turn their cameras on 
things like that. Like this is actually feeding into antisocial behaviors. So a lot of times, even in my classes that I teach, you know, when, when class starts, half the students don't have their cameras. I'm like, hey, we, we're in class. This is not a phone call. Turn your cameras on. You know what I mean? So, no, I I, I definitely hear what you're saying, uh, Tina. You know, so the, the, the article in the Business Insider actually gives some tips and some things that we can do to, again, to try to mitigate, you know, the the mental health issues and you know, the, the mental health breakdowns because everybody might, you know, th- there are pros and cons to living alone. There are pros and cons to when you have, uh, you know, a large family. You know, I think I shared this a couple episodes ago that something that I, you know, I didn't realize that I had to, you know, really get a hold of halfway into this quarantine was like my children. And how they were dealing with the quarantine because I was just kind of focused on me. And, All right, I got to get focused and got to shift my, you know, what I'm doing. And then I realized, man, my kids have been sitting in here too. I got to take them out. I got to keep them active. I got to make sure that they don't get cabin fever. So there, there are pros and cons to, to both of these. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there because a lot of times we only look at, oh, someone's living alone. What's their mental health like? And it's like, well, there's... There could be issues on both ends of, of the well, spectrum. Oh, a- absolutely. And uh, there's a t- like I- I've been paying attention to um, to um, people uh, going through divorces and filing for divorces. Like that's something else I look up. I like look up videos of divorce. Uh, I'm getting a divorce videos. Those uh, are entertaining. Really? <laughs> that's oh yeah. Mean. During this time, <laughs> I was going to say what. They're getting divorced during the quarantine or they're yeah. Oh there, wow. There are so somebody that posted something. It was like six hours ago. I'm getting a divorce. I'm like, wow. And I, I, I sit and I watch it because I'm I, I'm the kind of person where it's just I I I want to hear, okay, you know, where'd you go wrong? You know, where'd you mess up? And uh people when they a lot not everybody, but when when there are people who when they hop on the internet and they're, they're hopping on because they're they're venting. And they're trying to, they feel like they don't have anybody to talk talk to. So then they, they kind of say stuff. And at times you hear their true heart. And um, um, I just sit and, I, and, and, and I'll listen. And I'm like, wow. Um, yeah, there are there are a lot of people. Um, there, I've, I've seen articles about how there are many divorce filings. Divorce filings have been going up. Because um, there are people who they just can't. They can't. They 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 they, they can't deal with each other. Um, <laughs> they just they, realize, man. I don't really like you. What am I doing? Like, what am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, it, it's exposing because I yeah. mean, a lot of people. There are very few relationships that are great relationships. Most relationships are the good relationships or bad, um, but they're not great. Right. And right. so, in situations like this, this mass trauma. Um, it's either going to pull the best out of people or pull the worst out of people. It's like there's no in between. I've actually heard that from couples after like their children leave and they get empty nesters. They have that oh, same yeah. they, they have that same effect. They, they they realize, oh, we were just together for the kids. I don't really like you. And then you know, you'd be like they was married twenty five years and the moment all their kids moved out, they got a divorce because again, they didn't really, you know, realize they don't really care for one another. Well, some people have said that that actually speaks to not making the kids the center of life, even when the kids are there, where you have a family life. It's not just, oh, what are the kids doing? What are the kids, kids, kids doing? Like, who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when when a famous person, um, when a famous person's kid gets interviewed, they always say, oh, he I knew that he was a, a, a billionaire, but to me, he was just dad. And it's like, why was he just dad? You know, this is a person besides just your father. So I think that, you know, it's possible. I don't know how, but it's possible that families can be set up in a way that everybody gets some shine not just you know the kid not to be too tangential but you you do have to you have to work at it i just feel like you know like um it's it's a broader thing more than just kids uh or or parents and things like that to me i think that it's a broader thing of of like vision and purpose i i feel like uh not enough time like with relationships uh there's enough focus when they're being formed on vision and purpose, you know, and sometimes it's just so easy to get so busy and things like that. Um, and, and you just kind of keep going along with it and you don't even realize who, who you're with. Um, people don't realize one, who they are. Um, and they certainly don't realize, uh, two, who they're with or, you know, mm-hmm. what the purpose is of them being together. And I feel like that doesn't get enough focus. And, and when you don't have the vision and focus, um, 
and and instead what you just have is busyness right where oh you know like we work because you got your thing i got my thing we got the kids thing uh but when things come on pause what you're left with really is w- what's the purpose and what's your vision um and i feel like that's probably a big part of why a lot of relationships are crumbling when the busyness isn't there to fill in the gap or the space of having actual substantive personal vision uh relationship vision and purpose so tina where do you think people went wrong do you think it was like oh i was in a club one day and he was cute and next thing you know we get together and then there's a child and then there's a marriage with and then that's how people get together instead of there being something more deliberate Yeah, I was watching uh, you know, I watched probably too many of these uh like uh uh, uh investigation videos? discovery oh, wow. type shows, but like, you know, one woman literally she was like uh she said that the the guy that she ultimately uh married, um he she said I knew we were meant to be together because the first time that we danced together, um when a song came on, we were in sync. Like like that was that was the basis of her knowing that this is the guy that she should marry. Tell right? you, a step above and, animals. A step I above mean, animals. It, and and it turns out, you know, he was like, you know, a womanizer, ended up killing some woman that uh, didn't marry him before, you know. And I mean that like that was who she married and it was based oh. upon the fact that we danced so well together, you know, for the first time. And you know, like that's just one example of, you know, the things that people base their choices on that that isn't based on vision and and, and purpose right Crazy. and so but people in the church sometimes we do that i mean sometimes do right do that as well like oh like he's cute we go to the same church he can quote this scripture with me and um he has this i mean it's very very um uh surface level with regard to the way we're making decisions and i think a big part of that is because we don't take the time to know who we are and we certainly don't take the time to know who the other person is nor do we take the time to understand how two coming together in that relationship what that purpose is nor having a vision for that and 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 i think that just plays out in so many different ways uh when you don't have vision there uh it plays out in adultery it plays out in divorce it plays out in you know domestic violence it it just plays out when you know where there is no vision the people perish and i know you can interpret that passages you know in, in many different ways in terms of you know knowledge and things like that but ultimately i i think that there's a lot of demise and and um bad things that happen with regard to relationships when there isn't that vision and purpose and i think this coronavirus and people being together and closely connected it's really highlighting that past the collection plate fast fast this coronavirus covid-19 and hey it's 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 gonna the heads your boy you 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 your boy uh uh and Beyonce they feeling it cuz you know Jay-Z What? All these kids coming out. COVID, the COVID-19 is is pulling wait, all the skirt these kids away. On everything. Everybody. All these kids, all these kids popping out. What are you talking skirt about? Is getting lifted. I'm just saying it's like relationships are going to go through. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay-Z, another one of his kids popped up. Out of that that's that's from another woman. Mm. So that he Mm-mm. he's been denying as usual. Mm. So well, you know, ancestry.com was dropping dimes. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying I and I'm I'm just saying people we um we don't really focus on substance that's like exactly well, what Tina was saying. Well, and and that's and that's also um emblematic of the type of culture that has developed especially out of, you know, Southern California Come on. because you never have uh two people getting together and saying, "Let's match visions," you know. What what do you have in mind for the way that you're going to live your life and the reason that you're here in the first place? Let's see how those things line up. And of course, as people grow, then it develops over time, but at least come to the table with something so instead I, of just the circumference of the derriere. So I so <laughs> Okay. So <laughs> my but see see and my thing about that is when people and I, I I would agree with you. I would agree with you about that. I would just I would just then throw out there, okay, well, what are the metrics that one is using in order to measure because you hear, you know, all of these all of these Michelle Obama becoming uh uh, uh readers, right? All these Queen Michelle and King Barack all of these wakandaites right all these wakandans they tend to they 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 they, they and i know i'm speaking very generally oh, yeah. 
the the <laughs> the 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 fan club of the Michelle Obamas, they they tend to the perspective in which they have is one that is extremely, extremely, extremely um, corporal, to use a word that AJ says. Uh, very, 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 very uh, material. Very material. Very materialistic. And they do not, they don't realize the, the, the brainwashing that they have overcome, that, that has uh, overcome them and has happened to them prior to them being, even being born. What you and talking so, about, Willis? I'm just saying people are put. You 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 said matching visions and this and that and the third. And what I'm saying is is like, well, well, okay. If my you may have an issue of like how my vision doesn't match yours, or I'm not necessarily thinking, or this person is not necessarily thinking on that level. Mm-hmm. But what's to say like that your level of thinking is something that is legitimate to begin with. Well, that's what we were just talking about. We were we were Come contrasting on. we were contrasting people getting together based on the exterior yeah. or based on pheromones versus people who um, are getting together they or not, or lack thereof getting together together based on what uh, they they want to do with life and, and their ideologies. I just, and I, then I, when when then when a pandemic happens, then the curtain is pulled back right. and it seems and it's possible that the the former end up finding they had nothing in common. Whereas the latter might might find that they had more in common, so that's we were just presenting right, that right. as an option. I see. I option. see. So, so somebody's ideology can be like, well, um, I like to go to uh, um, uh, shindigs and be social and and and, and uh, uh, networking opportunities and chamber of commerce this and chamber of commerce that, or like I like to do certain kinds of things, right? And so somebody else may not necessarily have a life that uh, or interest in doing those kinds of things. Right. And then life itself might only present that kind of activity in certain kinds of environments. Right. Now somebody is making a lifelong decision. Right. Or measuring somebody based off of something that is that is that is that is temperamental. Tina, you was about to say something. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, but those are activities. It is, and 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 it's just, uh, you know, like those are what we do stems from who we are, right? Like, so I keep coming back Facts. to the the who we are kind of context, and Facts. we don't understand and know who we are. Yeah, uh, this year maybe I like to do a lot of networking and things like that, but maybe next year I decide that I I'd rather spend that time playing more soccer. Right. Like, but both of those are stemming from who I am. So I think it, you know, to your point, um, I I wrote a recent blog. It was called Your Kind. Right. And so it was really focused on. Sounds kind of racist. Okay. Well, well, that was what I was pointing to, because when we normally think of kind, that's another that's another surface level um uh determination uh and mm-hmm. and 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 my thing has always been and i think i said this on a a, a previous uh p- podcast and you were interviewing uh, um marvin and i about relationships everybody that's of my color is not of my kind and everybody of my kind is not of my color you mm-hmm. know and so i think that you really have to get down to a ca- character element or aspect and too many times we're making decisions based upon these very surface level characteristics. Come on. And, and I've talked to girlfriends, you know, they're like, oh, well, you know, he's in this fraternity and I'm in this sorority and he has this degree and I have this degree. And, you know, we're both black and we both talk about Jesus sometimes. And that's the basis upon which, you know, we we come together. Um, and, and that same also, though, for friendships, right? You know, we hear these quotes about you know, look around who you're surrounded with and you see your future. And so people start interpreting that as meaning, oh, okay, if I want to be wealthy, then I can't have these little poor cats that seem to be struggling, you know, around me because that might be my future. Like that's how it gets interpreted instead of interpreting it from a character context or perspective. And that's what I mean by your kind, right? Like we are too surface level when determining who our kind is when it's very much so on a, on a much deeper level. Uh, and I do think, you know, again, coming back to it, we're finding out who we are in this coronavirus, spending yeah. time with ourselves. Mm. Some of us, our God is money. Mm. Yes. Is. You see Worship people mammy. acting. Yes. You see people acting in all these greedy kind of ways, companies asking for money when they really shouldn't. You see people hoarding things and over grabbing in the stores, you know, and, and we have to come face to face with who we are when we say like, oh, no, Jesus is my source. No, the way you're acting 
Jesus is not your source. Like something else is your source. So yeah, I posit that. And, and, and I think it, it, it continues to just come back to understanding who we are and having a close grasp of that and really loving who we are and embracing, you know, that. Um, so. Wow. Well, uh, I don't know if you poked the bear evil or me, but Tina started spilling, huh? That was, yeah, no, I, I, that, that's what I wanted to get to. That, that was good. That was good. Cause like, yeah, we, we compare, we measure based off of things that are so surface. And, um, I, I think that that can be, that can be a bit of a frustrating thing for me. Uh, but this, this whole coronavirus, this COVID thing is really pulling things back like the skin of a banana. Well, well, if I could continue, like with some of the other, um, the, the coping mechanisms part yeah, in your article, yeah, I you know, the coping when we were uh, talking about the, the alcoholism and, and what we oh. run to, I think, again, that stems back for, you know, understanding or acknowledging like who we are. Sometimes people think they don't have a, an alcohol issue, right? Because I only drink when I'm going out with friends, but you're always going out with friends. Like you're always out and about, you know? And so now it's just like, are you still drinking the same levels though? Now that you're in the house, you know, um, because maybe you aren't just a social drinker. Maybe there is like a, you know, a deeper issue. And so like on the news and stuff, when they're covering, you know, I don't think the news really wanted to, to at least last night when I was watching it, really wanted to tie the alcohol sales skyrocketing, you know, to <laughs> a deeper problem of like mental health and coping skills. But mm -hmm. I do think, you know, as we were discussing, um, you know, the amount of days it can take to form a habit, we, we've been in this coronavirus shutdown for longer than that 21 days to form a habit, yeah. you know, so I think that, you know, we do really uh, need to be conscious of the habits that we're starting to form. Uh, you yeah. know, during this time and what we're using to cope. And again, I think that starts pointing back to who we are, who we lean on, you know, what are what we really think are our real sources. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of people have really confessed about uh, about how many times the refrigerator door is open. You know, like they find themselves in the refrigerator. In fact, there have been a few really funny memes where the refrigerator talks back to them and says, yeah. um, "Hello, <laughs> you know, what's going on here?" Oh, actually, I, I can't do a Caribbean accent because that's usually the the where the part of the world that the voice of the refrigerator comes from. So AJ, you might be able to do that one. But <laughs> but basically people are realizing, okay, weight gain is happening. Uh, and and they're, that, that's their coping mechanism to, to feast on calories. Oh yeah. I, I mean, there's going to be so many people um, when this is done, uh, they're going to, you know, I mean, you're going to see like Neanderthals, Neanderthals coming out of caves. That's what it's going to look like. Um, and that's for those that uh, are able to get out of their apartment for the people who have not passed away. You don't think much of the human race, do you, uh, Avery? You don't think much of... No, that's you not know, true. That's not know. true. Um, they're they're, the human they're race just above animals. They're, the they're just above I'm animals. Just being, what, what are you talking I'm sorry, about? AJ, say what? They're just above animals. He thinks very highly of them. They're, they're just no, above no, no, animals. No, no, no. Not everybody, but a lot of people. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just spitting. I'm, I'm being the, the, the voice of the uh, of the critical listener. That's all I am. So well, let's 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 talk really quickly here as we come around third base. Come on. Um, about the some of the steps in which this article really presents in order for people to work towards staying mentally healthy. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We we've talked a lot about the problems and the issues, but the article does present a a few things that are really are really helpful. Um, and I want to kind of temper that with one particular scripture. It's in the um, the epistles of John. I believe it's first John where he says that Ooh. those who um, walk in darkness, but claim they walk in the light, um, deceive themselves. And, you know, I, I find that very interesting how it doesn't say you deceive others, you know, <laughs> they but you deceive yourself. It's almost like other people know what you're doing. You know, you're the only person that actually believes, you know, the yeah. lie, so to speak. And so this this article says that there are, you know, well, it presents a few ways. I just wanted to kind of list them off here. It says that one of the things you can do is um, empower yourself. Essentially, don't have the, the victim mentality, you know, the woe is me mentality while you're going through this quarantine. Um, look for ways to, you know, better yourself, like reading and things like that to stay mentally sharp and strong, um, which I think was a good idea. Find good coping skills. Um, you know, do things to like yoga and different ways to relax, find ways to sort of cope while you're going through the quarantine, not things like, you know, alcohol and things that can be problematic for your you know personal life. Um, 
connected. And that's that article that says yoga. Are you endorsing yoga? Are you promoting? Are you promoting uh, yoga? I do yoga. Yeah, it's very good. For oh, you. okay. Well, I don't promote yoga, but okay. Um, so to make that distinction, um, but continue. I don't. I do. I, I promote meditation, but not necessarily. Oh the no, martial I, art I, yoga. I promote meditation as well. I actually taught my sons one of the ways I help I helped my son get over his um emotional issues with meditation. No, I, mm-hmm. I, every every Avery thinks people who do yoga are summonsing, you know, strange spirits from from Southeast Asia. Well, well what be, I'm saying is that there are the yoga is a religion. That's a belief system. Oh yeah, so it, it, it is the, a belief the, system. The yoga in which that we practice over here in the United States for the most part is a bastardized version of um, what people take very seriously in other parts of the world. And some people out here actually do as well, but um, you know, we don't we don't dig that far deep into it a lot of times. But anyway, I just wanted to make that clarification. Oh yeah, I will advocate the bastardized version because I walk with the most high and I have no fears of any false gods that the people in Southeast Asia worship in yoga, so. Or opening portals and something yeah. pops through saying, ha ha. I mean, you say, and yeah, even yeah, if yeah, I open say the all portal, that joking, the... but I've actually been to, I've been to a, a, a actual, like an actual place that. Oh, I'm not joking, is, I'm uh, a thousand percent yeah. serious. If a portal did open, the gates of hell cannot stand against me, so. I have no reason to be concerned about people in Southeast Asia who are opening portals. But anyway, let's maybe not you, but I'm. I'm, I'm just I'm telling you what I be... do. That's all I'm saying. I'm okay, just telling hey, you what hey, I do. Hey, 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 I mentioned look, I do we, yoga, and you hey, started bringing smoke. I'm just saying. I said, hey, hey well, hey, I don't do it. I don't hey, know what you doing, to, brother. We don't have to, you know, you, we we hey, we can take this outside. We can <laughs> Zoom and take it out. Take it out. Take it out. This Zoom to the outside. No, but I just want to be. I just want to point that out. I'm not necessarily talking about you, AJ, even though, um, you know, if the shoe fits. But I, but I am con- I, I am concerned about uh, the listener. Uh, and when the I, listener I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, for, okay. for, for people okay. who are listening, we do not advocate the religious aspects of yoga. And if, and if y'all want us to get into that one episode, hey, let us know. So, hey, y'all need to chop that up. And maybe we do do that because sometimes, to Tina's earlier point, believers do take things very surface level and very casual. Um, and I don't, but I, but I do hear what you're saying. A lot of people who claim faith in Christ do take things like greed and pride, um, very casually and they don't look beyond the surface level. And, and many times, like the Bible says, that's why they fall asleep. Um, so no, that, that's an excellent point. Um, so just to wrap up here with the article, it says the connecting with others. Now, this one here talks, this point here, the article's talking about, you know, video calls and things like that, stuff that we've already kind of mentioned. But I think we sort of unearthed that other part, that innate part that God made in us in terms of that physiological, you know, connection that we have that I think goes a little bit deeper than just calling somebody on a video oh, chat. Yeah. Um, so although the, the video calls are good, you know, when you can... Um, I would encourage you to connect with someone, you know, talk to your neighbors, even if, you know, you got to talk across the hall or, you know, like my neighbors here, sometimes we'll just stand on the back deck, our whole family and their family, and just have a conversation just to have that physical, um, you know, proximity. So that that's definitely important. Um, staying physically active is another good one. I've started taking my kids for walks, doing a lot of more bike riding. I love to ride bikes. And so I'm I'm an avid bike rider, so I I get my kids and let's get the bikes and let's all go for a ride. Um, so staying physically fit. Um, <clears throat> this one also says practicing self care. Now this is one of those ambiguous ones, you know, where it's like you know do self care, and that, that's all of the above. I think you know whether it's eating habits, active, good sleeping habits reading you know whatever else you want to do it's kind of all of the i think it's kind of like one of those catch-all things now that people are saying self-care this self-care that i'm not knocking self-care it's just you have to be very you know i I think this is related to the whole yoga thing and the surface level stuff we have to just make sure that we're not just saying anything is self-care like you know to tina's earlier point i'm not getting a drink calling it self-care you know i'm saying it's you got to be very you got to be very clear about that and then yeah but then Right, because that's exactly what people do. They drink wine or whatever, uh, and call it self care. Right? Yeah, they they um, I mean it 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 gets very deep. But anyway, and then the the last one that the article mentions, and I think this circles back to Eva's first point, where it says reach out for support. 
when you sort of feeling, you know, the wheels falling off, so to speak, not the Eva's wheels is falling off, but, you know, when you start <laughs> to sense that things may begin to unravel to a certain degree, yeah. reach out for support. Have, you know, call yeah. somebody again, talk to a neighbor, talk to a friend, and you, well, you, you may be able to, you know, get insight into the situation from a different perspective and it will be helpful. So reaching out for support, I think, is also a very good, um, you know, way to help stay mentally healthy. Well, yeah, what might also be helpful if you can locate a, uh, a therapist or a professional therapist to be able to have like dedicated time where you can just kind of like talk with someone during during uh in your in your day or in your time because like for me i know that is something that i am that 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 i've reached out to look into because i uh find myself at times overthinking things or just getting in my own head and um i if if if, if obviously maybe not so obviously but if life were moving at a uh a, a pace that I'm more used to, then um, then I'm I'm able to be I'm able to use certain kinds of uh, coping mechanisms or experiences or just the fact that the day switches up to be able to pro- to 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 kind of like um, um, function. But because that is not necessarily the case, that um, I find myself just experiencing certain kinds of. Uh, uh, mental roadblocks and so yeah um i'm uh the i've reached out to a therapist and i had to do a lot of research to find like one that i felt would speak to specific things in ways that i would like to talk about right and so um so anyway we'll see how that goes but i just want to also throw that out because that's different than like just a friend because a friend might might be here one day and not here another or they multitasking and that can be frustrating so or their expertise I, might be other than what what you happen to need at the time exactly exactly and people may not necessarily quite understand what it is that you're going through your position or your perspective so i wanted for, to throw that out there yeah for people who live in larger metropolitan areas you might also find uh, especially if you're concerned about cost that your jurisdiction may already have uh therapeutic services or you know counseling services for free uh, so, you know, don't worry so much about uh, the cost and, oh, they're going to charge me $500 an hour. There's a lot, there are a lot of resources out there. And even in my own city, in the city that I used to live in, um, that, that are for people who, you know, who, who don't necessarily have the resources for things like that. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to make uh, one, one point before we, we move on, and that is about the power of momentum. So there are some things that uh, were mentioned in the article and that AJ just mentioned that require us to shift in the way that we're spending our days, especially since these weeks and months are going by really fast or seem to be. Um, but some people might be discouraged that, they, that they've seen the worst part of themselves in the midst of this, you know, sitting in, in front of couches or on couches and doing binge watching for days on end and things like that. But one thing that I've noticed in my own life is that if I wake up one morning and decide that I'm going to spend that particular day focused on things that are more productive, then it feasts on itself and it provides the momentum to keep on going in that direction. Whereas some of the vices also have momentum. <laughs> so if you, and that's why binge watching is so popular. Uh, there's some shows that you watch one, you can't help but to watch the whole season. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's really helpful to, to start off your day doing those things that are productive. And the, the interesting thing is when the end of the day comes, you actually feel much better about how you spent your time. Whereas when you're binge watching or engaging in whatever that vice is, it feels great at the moment, but then you feel terrible afterwards. So just kind of be encouraged to know that you're not stuck in a cycle. You can actually change your mind the next day and say, these are the things that I'm going to do. Um, every time I take a break, instead of watching a television show, I'll turn on Audible or I'll turn on Libby or some audiobook app and actually listen to something instead of watching something or I'll read something instead of watching. Uh, so, so, you know, keep, keep in mind that you can always uh, uh, change. And one other thing that I think the article didn't mention, but um, journaling, I think it's a great opportunity during this time is, a, is another way, uh, is another healthy uh, way in which to uh, operate um, uh, during during this season that could be very helpful and therapeutic. Yep, definitely. I think it's, it's definitely we have to be willing to come out of our box of what makes us comfortable because this quarantine is making us uncomfortable and we can't allow one area, right, our 
physical health to you know make an, another area of our life our mental health start to lack you know we have to mm. make sure that both of those areas stay in balance and so it's very important that that we do both i mean like again like i said i'm, I'm focusing on myself i'm focusing on my I'm, matter of fact i'm, I'm a hit i was gonna hit up a later on today because i want to um help my one of my daughters create an online portfolio she's a um she's really good at art and i think she wants to go into the graphic arts i was like you know what let's call let's call mr avery She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, we can call him today. So I actually just remember when we were talking about that. So I'm going to hit you up later about that. But um, to help her create an online, an online portfolio. Um, so, yeah, we just have to make sure that, that we are continuing to push, you know, push forward so that we don't become stagnant with our mental health. Because, you know, my, my wife is formerly in the mental health field. And, you know, she was just saying that research has been done that when you have things like this like quarantines or wars or things like that that once the sort of the climax is over you're going to see domestic violence go up child abuse go up we've already talked about alcoholism drug abuse all those things will begin to go up because people can't necessarily deal with these types of you know trauma this these traumatic situations so ladies and gentlemen please 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 don't allow yourself to go down a black hole you know reach out do things to keep your, your mind active your body active and so that that you can not only come out of the quarantine but that you can come out of the quarantine better all right, and as we said, listen, we got a Telegram group. If you if you want to chop it up with some people that every once in a while we're above animals, you can. Uh, <laughs> we do our best to to stay above the fray. We would love to chop it up with y'all, but we thank y'all for rocking with us once again. So whether it's mental health or just animalistic behavior, you know we're gonna keep God in the mix. <laughs> y'all really taking. It's just a hot take. Y'all, y'all, y'all going so far. Y'all, y'all about to hashtag me? Is that what's going on? Hashtag just above animals. Y'all too much. Y'all too much. Y'all, y'all. You, got, you got Trump and Pence walking around telling everybody to wear masks. They ain't wearing masks, but y'all and me. Hey, hey, brother. That's your president, man. That That's your president, man. Oh, too much. Man. Anyway, y'all know we're going to keep God in the mix. For Eve and A. Sizzle and Tina, this is AJ saying peace. 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 Squad. There they go, they're the sons of God.